This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast, where we talk about the Inheritance Cycle or Aragon books page by page and chapter by chapter. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or Sheacup. And it is normally here where I tell you to leave us ratings and reviews on Spotify or Apple, but instead I do have an announcement for the podcast instead. Um And that is that we will be taking an indefinite break after this chapter in this book. Um, We might continue with Eldest later on, but as of now, this will be the last episode for the foreseeable future of this show. Yeah, and I just want to say we love doing this podcast and we've had a great time and we're super thankful for everyone that's ever listened or downloaded an episode and shown us any kind of support, reviewers, all of that. Um, We just, we have several other podcasts and full lives and so we just don't feel like we can keep doing this podcast and doing it well, doing it justice. Um, So at this time, we're not continuing it, but you know, if you really want us to bring it back, um, shoot us a DM on social media or something and we might consider it in the future. Yeah, definitely, definitely will. Um, With all that being said, let's end this journey that we started together. So this chapter is called The Morning Sage. While still unconscious, Aragon is confronted with many horrible and painful memories of things that have happened throughout this book. He also sees what is identified as the Morning Sage or the cripple who is whole, uh, who tells him to go with Arya's assistance to meet him in Elismira, the land of the elves. When he finally wakes up, Angela is there telling him that he has slept too long. Tired and sore, he asks about Saphir and Arya, and they are waiting outside for him to wake. He learns that his from his friends that the Shade's death released the Urgles from a spell and caused infighting amongst each other, and the Varden and the Dwarfs quickly finished them off. Arya relates how she and Saphira broke the um, star sapphire to distract Durza and Murtag offers his congratulations to Aragon for his heroism. He learns that he's been out of it for a full day and a half and finds also that he now has a large knot shaped scar on his back from where Durza hit him with Zarak. And he remembers his dreams and then vows to the morning sage words that he will go to Elismira and he will continue to learn. And that's how the book ends. 
It was really interesting to me that it kind of ended with all of this, like talk about the scar. Um, and I think that a couple chapters ago, we talked about um, Aragon being like, okay, we're going to take three steps forward and then we'll take a step or two back at the end of like every chapter. And I think this is another aspect of it. And it's like, Aragon, you have just done this amazing deed that's going to change your life. And you're worried about a scar like bro. And even Murtag's like, Hey, we're twins now, man. <laughs> like, come on. Only teenage boys. Only teenage boys would bond and say, hey, we're twins over something like a scar on their back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, what what were your thoughts here and just this chapter? And, you know, we can talk about the things in the chapter and we can talk about your general thoughts about the books. It's kind of we'll structure this. Yeah, so I don't actually have a ton of thoughts about this chapter because it's very short. Um, but I did think um, there are a couple quotes that just made me my heart sing. So the first one is, for the first time, he was proud of simply who he was. And I wrote in my notes, I sob. <laughs> um, but then later on, it basically, he, he thinks something to the effect of like, I think Braum would be proud of me. And I, I have to agree. I mean, just thinking about where he was at the beginning, um, this wide-eyed kid who literally knew nothing about the world other than like how to hunt and that the empire is bad um, to who he is now, a shade slayer. I just kind of wish that we could step into this world and meet Aragon and go to him when he's still in Carvajal before he meets Safira when he thinks she's in a, a rock and say, hey, Aragon, in like a year, in nine months, you're going to be, you're going to kill a shade and just see his reaction. I would love to see that. Right. And I just think that, like, there is a lot of reflection there. And I think you still see that, like, we always talk about, like, Murtag being emotional. And I would say Aragon is emotional in a different way, whereas Murtag is kind of reactionary and emotional that way. Aragon is more emotional sentimentally. And feels the emotions of like the importance or reflecting on the people who are important to him and how they would think about his actions. Yeah, very much so. I do agree with that. And I think I think you could say that Aragon has a tendency to be reflective um, and even nostalgic, I think. Not that he's actively said, oh, I wish I could go back in this chapter, um, but he has in the past. But um, I think the big thing to kind of follow up from last chapter is that as soon as Durza died, the Urkel clan started like fighting each other. And so it's clear that the spirits within Durza or Durza himself or whatever um, were the ones that were kind of uniting these clans and giving them the strength and the peace and whatever it was to kind of band together and be their own thing together for a while. Um, and then when Durza was dead, well, that that left and so then they start fighting each other the way that Urgles normally do right definitely and i think that it shows that maybe like the Urgles are not didn't join galvatorix on their own free will mm, yeah that too 
But like, did anyone? Morzan did. There are lots of people who serve Galvatorix on their own free will. I guess, but I just feel like Galvatorix is very much a person who uses every tool at his disposal. And I don't think that he would be beyond using magic or whatever it is to kind of influence people's decisions, even if they think they're making decisions to serve him out of their own free will. That's true. Um, But then just kind of the last thing I have to talk about with this chapter specifically is like, Aragon, when he's still asleep, his mind is being beseeched or whatever by these two people, the morning sage and the crippled who is whole. I have no idea how to pronounce their names, so I'm not even going to try. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. I didn't really know what to think about it, honestly. Um, Just a little thing. They're one person. It's both their titles. Well, that's even more confusing. Because they have two different names. Yes, it's titles that they have. The Morning Sage and the Cripple is Whole. But there's the Chitoa or Ostado Chitoa and Togira Ikonoka. Those are the same person? Yeah, they're titles of the same voice that's in Aragon's head. That is so confusing. That is not how it read to me. Yeah, yeah but... It's in, lots of things coming up for Aragon. And so uh, do you have any like overarching predictions for the next book? Um, but no, I, I don't even I don't even have any idea. Like, I would imagine that he's going to go to the elves and, you know, get training and meet their queen and everything. But I have no idea other than that. Yeah. All right. Well, what'd you think of the book overall um, as reading it as an adult? Cause I loved it and I read it as a 12 year old, but I was just curious, like what were your, like for maybe a little more generous than you do with Goodreads, but you could give us your Goodreads rating of this book. No, I am really harsh on Goodreads, Goodreads ratings. So I'll be more generous, but I do think this is a good book. Um, there are some points where I think the writing very much shows this was written by a teenager. Um, so I don't necessarily think the writing itself is the best. Um, but also I would say that of all young adult literature or at least most young adult literature. Um, so that's not necessarily something that I'm like, well, you shouldn't read it because the writing's not perfect. Um, no, not at all. I just don't necessarily think that this is the height of the craft of writing. And and I'm sure, I'm sure he improves over the, over the books because he grows as like into an adult. Um, so there's, there's that first of all, but um, I do think this is a good book and I do think this is a good story. I think the thing that makes this unique is as you've said previously, the way that the universe of magic works um the magical system is is pretty unique um i don't know of any other fantasy story with magic that's set up in this way um and i know that there have been some people that criticize this book and basically say like oh well it's just plagiarized star wars and lord of the rings and all of these other things i and I don't necessarily see that. I definitely think 
there are, are common thematic threads woven throughout all of these stories. But I think part of that is storytelling. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that like he has actively plagiarized, you know, lines from Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or anything like that, at least in my memory. I haven't necessarily studied it. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I would say, as tends to happen with me, though, the main character is not my favorite character. Um, it just kind of is how it is when I read books. The main character is usually kind of irritating to me. Um, Aragon is not necessarily irritating. He just is like, okay, well, you're a kid, you know, um, but I loved Safira and I loved Murtag. I kind of just empathize and understand Murtag. I feel like Murtag and I have a lot in common, so I love him for that. Um, but, and, and, and Brom, how could I forget Brom? Brom, I love him so much. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I would probably give it a four star if I'm being generous. Could also do a three star, but um, three or four, somewhere in between there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited for you to read the next book. And those of you, you know, we made that announcement at the beginning of this episode that we aren't continuing. She is going to continue to read the books, though. We did successfully occur into the story. Yeah, I gotta know. Right. Um, But yeah, I think that for kind of talk about the criticisms a little bit, I think there are some thematic elements. And I think that like heroic stories from the dawn, like as we look through history, they all carry these common themes. And I don't think that's just people copying each other or being lazy, but I think it's because it's the themes that and the stories that we as humans relate to that we want to hear that we relate to of and especially like the person who comes from nothing to have this great destiny because we can then put ourselves in that like oh like i'm this every day like maybe i'm destined for something great we can live through that and so that's why like star wars lord of the rings this book and all these other fantasy novels follow these tropes it's because it's what we relate to as people yeah and i agree with that um there are just some themes of storytelling that are always going to be ubiquitous to us as human beings because it's what we understand and this kind of theme of coming of age a excuse me a young person who has something crazy happen to them and goes on a journey about it that is a theme throughout storytelling and has been for years and years and years and years and i think it always will be I totally agree. And I think that to kind of also speak to these criticisms is like, yes, it does share some similarities between Star Wars, but the overall thematic point of these two, of those two stories of Star Wars and of the inheritance cycle and even Aragon itself, let's just take Aragon. The thematic point of Aragon are completely different. Like, the themes that come up here are like, okay, how do I really know which side is good? And like, there are bad people on both sides. And, you know, what is the right path? And like, what's my role in the violence that has been caused all around this? Whereas Star Wars is more just thematic of like, good and evil will battle and there will always be a battle of good and evil. 
but the universe and the will of what happens turns towards good. And even when good is the underdog, good will prevail over evil. And there's a little bit of that in Aragon, but that's, I don't feel like that's the main point that's trying to be driven home by the book. Well, I don't think, I don't think that that's ever a foregone conclusion in the Aragon book because they are always like, you know, Galvatorix is an ever present evil. And of course, Palpatine is too, but I feel like they have so much more hope in Star Wars that they can defeat Palpatine. Um, and that they can defeat the Empire. And I don't feel like anyone has any hope for that in Aragon. They have a wish and a prayer, but I don't think they really truly believe at this point that they can defeat Galvatorix. Right. And like Star Wars very much, and part of it is because it's a movie, Star Wars the movies very much paint the picture of like, okay, the entire rebellion is gung-ho about this cause and what to do. Whereas in Aragon, like, there's a lot more disagreement and infighting about what the right choice is when it comes to the Varden. Um, but yeah, um, I have enjoyed this podcast and I this is my favorite book series. And so I love talking about it with you. I love all of you people who have listened to this show. And even though this is the last episode, I hope that people who love Aragon will continue to read Aragon and talk about Aragon and you're always welcome to come into the discord and discuss your theories or whatever. Just be mindful of spoilers. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. It has been a blast. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.